Thank you so much for joining us on yet another Tuesday night here in the basement. First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo, he's Kevin Ricca. Man, we could be talking about this for years, and we will, but uh, let's have at it again tonight. A little bit more. Why, why stop now? He's Tim Strachan. And if you mean this, meaning the best game I've ever witnessed two weeks, was it two weeks ago? I can't even remember. It was. was. It two weeks ago? It's been uh, a blur, it man. Two a week Sundays and two days. Yeah. Man, it's been still been a lot of fun. People still talking about it everywhere I go. And I'd love to talk about it some more. Maddie, the, the real deal seal? Everywhere. My cousins from Tennessee were in awe. She's like, I saw that logo from your jacket on Sports <laughs> Center. It's like, yes, you did. <laughs> it was great. This is the WCAC Spectacular. It is spectacular. We continue to talk about the spectacle side. I think for tonight, we'll bridge the gap between football and basketball. Uh, we'll take a last look at that game. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the players that are coming back in the WCAC uh, uh, football uh, you know, conference, and we'll preview just a little bit about what we have in store for everybody on the hardwood. In case you haven't uh, been paying attention, we will be giving you, uh, for certain, playoff games from American, championship games from American, and also, as certain, will be our appearance in Gyms all across the WCAC. We're going to be doing boys and girls. There's amazing teams to cover. Uh, look for the notification. We'll make sure the word gets out, but you will be able to watch these games live. Um, and you never know what you're going to see when you watch the WCAC play anything. And don't let the football physiques, you know, get you confused. We used to, we used to play a little round ball around here. You know, we were all oh, right. you mean these physiques <laughs> right here? We played both. Uh, we, we played and we both. love it. We love it. We love it. Uh, uh, the same, equally, but differently. Yes. yes, absolutely. It's a year-round appreciation of sports in the WCAC, and we are lucky enough to fill two of those seasons with nationally ranked programs up and down the list. Um, before we get to basketball, though, we still have a little bit of football to wrap up. I loved our conversation last week. I loved the fact that Coach Randy Trivers just dropped in on us in the middle of a show with the yeah. trophy and the ball. That was awesome. <laughs> Um, Carol was here last he's, week. He's still walking around with it. He, I know he is, and he's got that <laughs> ball. I, I haven't seen him without it since the end of that game because we were on the field when they turned the lights all, yeah. out on us at Catholic, yeah, and he right. w walked off the field holding it, and to this second, I've never seen him without it. He was at his Thanksgiving dinner table. Yep. I, I, I mean, why wouldn't it be? So why it not? should be. Um, we, you know, Carol will be here for the Redskins show at 9 when the uh, Audible covers um, the Redskins. Um, and, you know, without her tonight, you know, get, looking back to last week when we just had that still that high of uh, being, you know, witnesses literally on the sidelines to the greatest football game ever played, we're calling it, certainly the greatest high school game ever played. Um, it deserves another look from the standpoint of making sure some, some guys' names and games get mentioned. Um, inside the whistles, it was great. And, and just to kind of lead it off, I watched the whole game again yesterday uh, and sent our, to our, our good friends over at Automatic Sports. We're putting together another video um, about that game, um, and, and we are awesome. uh, going to make sure, yeah, you know, I mean, no one wants, I say no one wants to watch a three and a half hour video except for 30,000 people apparently who, <laughs> who did, um, so thank you. Watching it again, the story of the game really was obviously DeMatha taking a 20 nothing lead, but when you move through watching, you know, how it unfolded, First of all, Gonzaga stayed composed, and secondly, it it was a way tighter game the whole way through watching it this time than I remember it being. I remember thinking, this game's over, and when I was watching the game, maybe because I knew, but when you're watching the game, there oh, was... Oh, I thought it when it hit 20 nothing. Yeah. I thought it. But it so especially one more would have been, would have probably put it the way away. they were playing. It was yes. playmaking. The math was ridiculous. Jermaine Johnson, Eric Average. Nigerian, I mean... We saw one of the coolest runs of the season. Marshawn? Yes. The, for the first touchdown, I right? love the fact that, because uh, uh, I think Bangura first. made the same oh, no, move yeah. like in mm -hmm. the second quarter, uh, I believe, or a little bit later, and I had said on the broadcast, DeMatha must have a, a, you know, a drill that teaches them how to stop <laughs> yeah. and then reverse. Yeah. And you said, yeah, it's called the recruiting drill. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at you and I go, I guess you, know, you can't really teach that. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, but from both it's advanced level. Elijah, Elijah can play, man. Don't get me wrong, but you don't just sit around and have a drill called <laughs> stop on a dime, reappear, and disappear, make everybody go one way, and peace yeah, out. No, it's botany the way they planted that. I, now I would say w w the one word that comes to mind and came to mind while I was watching this game was was playmaking. There was there were of course drives, um, but all up and down the field, it was just plays. Like I mean, not just. 
Oh, that was I a just good. Remember the first qu- the first half played. highlights. Yes. Were as long as most game highlights. Yes. Uh, all in and of itself. Nobody's even talking about that first half. That first half was so much fun to watch. I said, "Is there? Are we being greedy to ask for a second half to match this yeah. first? And I mean, I'm sorry, but we got we got Way time, more time plus we we got overtime paid. Time plus one. Yes. The the um, manner in which uh, Nigerian um, Helms, Jermaine, uh, and um, you know Marshawn, when you watch them, they, they, yeah, they were pounding guys, and they were making, they were definitely getting, they they, they were uh, efficient early in downs." But the way that both teams picked up yards in such huge chunks was, on such amazing it plays. It was super chunky. It was ridiculous. Hey, Eric Nigerian had the game of his career in the, an, underneath the, the brightest spotlight. You had to be really proud of this senior quarterback. 15 of 22. Yep. Three touchdowns, no picks, no picks. 237 yards. Seven rushes for 27 yards in a TD. I mean, he didn't get to do much in the fourth quarter the that way the game part, unfolded. It, I mean, the first part, his passing mm-hmm. alone – was spot on that night. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it, it just everything, the way he set up, the, you know, there was no indecision. He was making decisions quick. He was, he was making, in his own. He was in his own. And then, but I think it was the running too. Mm-hmm. It was the running on top of it that screwed Gonzaga up yeah. defensively. They didn't know how, they didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think that they, they no. saw that coming. And they and attacked was, him in the field. I was field. certainly proud of him, he, Kevin, having been a, a former DeMatha quarterback yeah. who's, who's won championships. That's the way to play. That's a 6'4", 220-pound senior Absolutely. athlete, and he got going north-south, and, and the guy's got some speed. I know he's not going to pull off that move that they practice uh, in the running back drills. Not many. But, uh, but that's different. Now, he was fantastic. Uh, he should be proud of himself. I mean, just it was spectacular. And you said Marshawn Lloyd. I mean, how many yards do you guys think he rushed for in that game? I'd say 190. One, I was going to say about 167. I got him right around 170. Yep. You know, it's tough. I did these stats myself just watching the game. You know, yep. nothing was published. This was me going through it. Just, That's official you know, first-room sports stats. I mean, listen. They are. Before we get up there, the Nigerian, I just wanted yeah, to yeah. say, Sorry. you Go know, uh, I, what I found cool, I guess, about what they did offensively through the air, um, some of the throws in the middle of the field that he made, I mean, I can – you guys played for enough coaches in, and have coached yourselves – What's the last thing in the world you want a, a kid doing? Is throwing in the middle of the field. Everything's outside. Yeah, everything's away. It's also the most effective part of the field. I understand. I understand. And but he, they trusted him, and he yep. came through. He throws and, that and look, route. So I think well. RPO gets thrown around too willy nilly, especially mm-hmm. today by by announcers. And I don't know this for sure, but it looked like he was having he was running some RPO. No doubt. It looked like he was running some RPO, and that is a lot to put on anybody at any mm-hmm. level. I mean, some some people in the pros still don't get it. You know, I mean, to be able to do that at the high school level at that stage of the, the season for that, you know, for what, what for everything on the line, it was pretty impressive. And was, let, let's be clear about RPO, sorry to interrupt, Ken. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing that for a very long time. It's another football trend that's come back. You know, everything is, is cycled and recycled. Uh, we didn't call it an RPO, but, you know, running the run and shoot offense back in the day, run, you know, stuff like that. There was all those type of uh, fundamentals that were sure. involved. The term RPO seems so, I don't want to say it. But you know what? People recognize it, and they get it. And that's exactly what he was doing. And, he, and, and it's a read, and, it, and he was very effective doing it. Go ahead. Sorry, bud. No, I, I was uh, impressed with the manner in which they asked him to attack the middle of the field. But I think what one thing we saw was um, he, we, both quarterbacks trusted their, their, their receivers a ton because they put the ball uh, in traffic all night long. The, the, the coolest thing about watching the game again and seeing all the plays that were made, there weren't – I can't. I'm, I'm trying to think of the play that stands out where there wasn't a defender in the picture, where you know where there wasn't uh, guys. Oh, you mean just like a blown coverage, somebody yeah. wide up? But no, there wasn't. No, everyone was no. just. It was everyone hard had play. action to it. Every yes. single play. That, All the that, deep throws that yes. were awesome. The Jermaine Johnson, yep. you know, over the shoulders. The uh, you know, what was that Turner? Jermaine the, Johnson. I mean, Jermaine Johnson. Talk oh about Jermaine my. Johnson. I mean, all right. How many? I like asking. He had a game of his life. He, he was he was absolutely phenomenal. And and just real quick, that Oklahoma West Virginia game, there was no defense played in that. Guys were running around, blah blah blah. That was nuts. This had, like I said, double digit Power Five scholarships on the yep. field, and and good defense played, and studs make a play. You gonna tell me Demarco Helms didn't play any D? He was uh, everywhere. But let me ask you about Jermaine Johnson. Guess, fellas, I like to do this. How on many yards catches? or catches? Catches. Both. Eleven catches. catches. Yeah, I'm gonna say ten catches, 125. Nine catches. Damn. 122 yards. Yeah. But hey, listen, let's go 125. Let's you know? go 125. Uh, I, I, and only I, one touchdown, but it was uh, that guy was phenomenal. He's going to love, by yeah, the way, our everywhere. footage of his touchdown. I'm sure other cameras got it that day, but it's, it's a great play. 
um, the, the, the play he puts on the ball to get, to get the ball, the turn uh, the, to the corner and the dive at the pylon. Um, and I said it, I, I, I'm so glad that I did say it because so much of the yards that he got were attributable directly to DeMarco Hellum's blocking. Oh, he was, he did yeah, everything. No, it was amazing. Great, great, great thing you pointed out there. And, and that's why he's one of the best right now, too, DeMarco. <laughs> you know, because he does every, he's not, he's not a diva. You know, he's not just saying, look at me. He gets out there and he plays and he does his role. And when it's his turn to shine, he does it. When it's not, he's doing his role. It was like a hog on the outside. Yeah. It was one of the greatest single performances I've seen in, in, in a team sport at any level, in any sport. And I'm not embarrassed and I'm not blowing smoke to say I think he goes to this next business opportunity, which yeah. is what it's going to be for him, under the greatest tutelage at the position he plays that exists at the next level. And I... I have no problem saying I think he starts in the NFL for a decade. And he will because he's got that type of ability. Because he's going to keep working at it as well. He's got it. That's why. It's not because he can just show up and be there. See, the passion, the way he plays the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he he put on – I mean, like I said, never would I have thought thought that Caleb Williams or anyone else for that matter could have shone brighter underneath Mm -hmm. those those lights down in northeast D.C. and Brooklyn. Caleb Williams may have shone brighter. I can't imagine – by the end of the game – that uh, fourth quarter. His numbers are off the charts. He was over 300, over 100, right? He was, absolutely. I said, well, you guys were surprised. He was 13 of 29, which is surprising. But he, he made a bunch, a bunch of those incomplete passes were on first down where he threw the ball to a safe place that was not going to cause a turnover. Mm-hmm. And he had exactly zero turnovers on the day. In that fourth quarter, he, was, he touched the ball on every single play. There was 15 passes called and nine rushes. Never once was Caleb Williams not the guy with the ball in right. hand. To make the play, uh, 13 for 29 for 359 yards and three touchdowns passing, 19 rushes for 108 yards mm. and three touchdowns on the ground, and one backwards moonwalk touchdown reception right in front of our team. <laughs> right, right at us. That Mama was great. Mamasama Mapusa. John it was Marshall, right? On the John field? Marshall on the Philly special or whatever the Eagles, but whatever they want to call right. it, they can. Yeah. So hats off to the Gonzaga receivers who. Time and time again, especially John Marshall, especially John Marshall, um, but other guys made plays. Uh, Sam Sweeney, uh, Turner, yep. uh, Turner, Terry uh, out of the backfield yep. had a cu- couple huge gains, um, and, and then obviously um, John Marshall. But uh, there was a they had a you know huge chunky plays. I mean, you make thirteen completions that go over three hundred yards. Obviously, Caleb Williams had the the hail mary at the end, but there was a, a couple huge passing plays he made. Uh, especially in that second quarter, um, and the receivers just looked professional. Well, I, and I think it's because they have a great rapport with Caleb Williams. You know, a lot of those balls were 50-50 balls. A lot of those catches were uh, last-minute adjustments, you know, because they, 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 they are used to knowing where Caleb's putting the ball. You know, that's what a season does when you have, you know, you're working with guys, you know, day in and day out. You, you, you kind of get this sense of, you know, what, what guys are capable of doing, where you can put the ball, where that guy can get it nobody else can. I think that's what we were seeing. We were lucky enough in the four weeks leading up to this game to cover Gonzaga essentially every weekend at, at one level. Uh, we watched Caleb Williams grow up. Not that he needed any stretch of improvement, but when you see a kid who's a stud turn into a superstar, we witnessed it at, at field level. It was, it was ridiculous. That fourth quarter, I mean – I'm telling you, fourth quarter for him, 18 of 15 for 186 yards and two touchdowns throwing, nine rushes for 50 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. That was just the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they dominated the ball. They had it the whole time due to turnovers and a couple three and outs for DeMatha. Eric Najarian, with the great numbers he had, never got a chance to get going in that fourth quarter. He was 0 for 1 with, uh, and one rush for zero yards. I mean, they just didn't have it. Yep. You know, Gonzaga, Gonzaga back-to-back that weeks shifted, had that ball. It shifted. And so. But let me ask you this, now that we're asking everyone, John Marshall stats, catches and yards. Ooh. So he definitely he had over 100 many. yards. He I'm didn't have s- as many catches as... I might say he has 200 yards. I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to say six catches, 208 yards. Buck 60. Five catches, of which the, the, la- the first and the last were unbelievably important. Yes. The last one will never be forgotten. That right. first one, when he went up and got that ball, yes. that was the kick start. That jump started. That He said, um, this senior is not ready to go out like this. He right. put that team on his back with two plays, two uh, back shoulder fades that, that were contested, and he just went and got it. Five catches for 145 yards. 145. And, and that one touchdown that 
man. I think Six for 200. We might be talking like, about for a little. Ridiculous. Well, because he had a 60, you know, 60 I mean, yarder. I know it was a ridiculous hey, game. But let's but not that, forget, he also, he also had one passing. Yeah, had a passing. <laughs> but I, I know he got one. I know he got over 100 yards with two catches. Yeah. So I was just trying to, you he know. He also brought the snacks for halftime. And he also made a catch, by the way, um, in that one of the dri- second half drives where uh, it was pass interference on DeMatha. The guy was literally holding on to his shoulder pad, pulling him down. Uh, and he made the catch to set up a, a late Gonzaga touchdown. Which reminds me of uh, arguably his second best player of the day when Caleb underthrew that fade route on the left. And uh, I believe it was uh, Josh Wallace sitting there ready to catch it, like fair catch it like a punt. And before he could go high point the ball, John Marshall came back, he went and got it. tackled him, pulled him down to the ground, earned his pass interference call, Yep. And did not let Dematha, which would have, you know, that, that's no, they, at that they, point, it's over. I mean, that's what, what I was talking about. What a great defensive Smart offensive players. play. It was exactly. Sam Sweeney, yes. uh, the same thing. The way they run routes, where Caleb knows, you know, where to hit him. Uh, that was well designed. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's very good coaching as well. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work for the kids. It's great coaching by the coaches. Then uh, they put it on display when they needed it most. We just knew Sam Sweeney was going to show up there in that yep. second half. We knew it. We've yeah, seen it all year. you got to talk about him. And, and first of all, he caught that fumble in the air, paid for it, but maintained possession for the team after the, uh, at the end of a run. Uh, after Caleb almost gets knocked out where they would have had to have subbed yep. someone in, and at that point, you know, you, you're asking someone to come off the bench and do the impossible. Yep. Uh, he, sh- he, sh- he shakes it off. Puts that ball. I mean, that was a 60-yard ball thrown down the sidelines. And like we said, Sam Sweeney retraced, came back over the wrong shoulder, made an incredible catch on third and 33, I believe. I mean, get out of here, dude. Get out of here. The amount of things that happened. I mean, I've got a sheet here with big plays. Fellas, that's a a lot. It would take us all night to get through. We need to time code that. I mean, seriously. (laughs) On the three-hour video, we time coded. I'll I'll throw it all together. Put it on our Instagram feed. Uh, I thought Dean Engram got robbed. Well, real quick, I just want to say, you know, after the game, and yep. I, we'll, we'll get more to the game. Yep. I just want to mention, Seal and I were walking to the car, getting ready to go home, and we, we saw Caleb, three, three Caleb Williams, yeah. John Marshall, Sam Sweeney, uh, little Kemp, uh, kicker, and uh, okay. who was with, with his dad, Jimmy Kemp. Is that his um, BS Bulldogs, by the way. Little Kemp. Uh, little Kemp. Um, and and we, got to, we just went up and said, hey, guys, congratulations. You deserved it. And, and each one of them came over, shook our hands, you know, said thank you, and I turned to Sam and I said, uh, "Hey, good luck at Penn State. Uh, he, he's he's going to go there play play lacrosse." I said, "My my nephew J.B. Uh, Stracken from Prep is also going to go to Penn State. You know, good luck to you guys." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. So, so good kids. Yeah. It was nice to meet you guys. You know, Jimmy Kemp you know, and, and everybody. So thank you. That was that was a, a special moment. It was cool." I was just going to say, I thought Dean Ingram got robbed. Uh, on the first that's go-ahead Kev, touchdown. That's what Kevin said from the very beginning. Yeah, that was a touchdown. It was a touchdown. It was the first go-ahead his touchdown elbow for Gonzaga. I think his elbow, I think, I think he, he came down. It was just an amazing play. And thank God, we, I believe we started off our very first, the 45 seconds of madness highlight clip. I'm pretty sure. With that. Yeah, we led off with that. Yeah. Um, but what's cool about that play is they reline up and Sam Sweeney lines, the wide, wide left, and he lines up pretty much on the hash line, and he works his way inside uh, and catches a, 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 a inside slant mm-hmm. and then kind of gets tackled over top of the defender into the end zone to get that first go-ahead touchdown. Um, it was a great catch by him. Obviously, uh, put the, the throw was right where it had to be. But he was, again, he was covered. Everyone, Dean Engram, the play before when he scored that touchdown, he was covered. Everyone was covered all the time, and yet every single guy stepped up and made a play. Make plays. Yeah. And the, def- the defenders... I just they they weren't really beaten. It just uh, they were they had plays made on them um, on both sides. It was it, such a high level of high was, school football. It was, and to all those out there, I just wanted to just address the elephant in the room. People are like, "Oh, you're never gonna you know you'll never see that again," and I, probably not um, in that same way. But you I didn't do, think I was gonna see that. Yeah, I mean the fact that that's even possible. We've been so the three of four of us and uh, have been begging people for the last two years to get get us in there. Let us put this out there because it's it is amazing. And do we think that was gonna happen? No. Well, actually, no. Because remember a few years Maybe ago, I'm gonna did. forget what year, but it was Good Council versus Dematha at mm-hmm. Navy. Uh, good Council was getting ready to, to. They were in the red zone, literally getting ready to score, and it was evident they were gonna score. I believe it was um, oh gosh, I Reggie can't Gooch. Go- was it Go- the pitch? Reggie Gooch, the phantom yep. pitch, to nobody. And all of a sudden, the ball's on the ground. Dematha jumps on it, and the game's over. And it was like 
Did I just see that? Well, you, now you're going to make I me come up with that? mine two years so ago. They're all over the place. Two years ago. St. John's to Matha at Bird. Yes, mm. you're right. Absolutely. It was one of the worst things I've ever witnessed Absolutely. as a fan. I wasn't there. I was at a Maryland game. I think and it was, uh, State. I remember you seeing guys, him you afterwards. You guys were recording yeah. back to me the whole time. So we don't need to get into the details, but uh, this, is a, this product is evident, and this game yeah. is going to be played at a high level, and there's no doubt about it. And there's no doubt about with what we're looking at coming back next year that it's going to be done forward. all over they, again. They don't lose. It's not like people, people say, you, you, so we might not get three touchdowns in the last 30 seconds, um, but it doesn't – it doesn't drop off. The WCC is doing else. this. It's You'll get something this. else. You will get yeah. something else, guaranteed. You'll get your money's worth for, for sure. Uh, and there really are... We haven't got into that last, you know, 45, 30, 39 seconds or whatever it was. So we, we did the Sam Sweeney inside slant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gonzaga takes the lead. Uh, what I re- there was the, the, the personal foul that knocked back the, uh, the, where they were going to kick it from. Yep. And I, I believe I said, not trying to, to take credit. Not even not trying to take credit. I just said, hey, you yep. never know. Now it's definitely going to be returned. Both those kickers were putting it in the end zone with regularity. Yeah. yeah the Dematic yeah, course yeah. could have he crushed took us it, if he wanted. Logan Neely took it to the house. And again, as you said, not easily. It's not like there was, you know, the part, it's not like the Red Sea parted oh, and he never got you. touched. <laughs> he, broke, he had to break two yeah. tackles at the very end, if not more before that, yep. in order to get there. He refused tackling at that moment. He was refusing tackling, like yeah. refusing medical attention. Yeah. He, because yeah. he, there was... Uh, Do not resuscitate. This, there were a couple guys going, We're playing that house music. It wasn't going down like he that. He just said, then, you know what, no thanks. And then you thought it was over. But it was, what, what was but interesting to me when you watch it, not, T... Not until Kevin said. When Gonzaga took the, uh, the first lead with 30 seconds to go... The players were celebrating, but there was nothing in the stadium that suggested that you know it was a done deal, um, which the I thought was interesting. Lost their mind because when Dematha scored the, the Logan Neely return, pandemonium. That was pandemonium, said as he said. It way. was pandemonium, and that was pandemonium in a way it, it had said it a hundred times. It just kind of went like excitement to take the lead and potentially be the winner in this game with Sam Sweeney on the inside slant to Bedlam when. Uh, Logan Neely took it back with 15 seconds to go, and, and it's and nuts. Carroll was on the sidelines with Ari Kwanjo, yeah, uh, Ant Mac, man, from what Maryland, a stud. Uh, Fultz, um, uh, allegedly. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, apparently somebody could have been, could have been, could have been a, could have been a look like, could have been look like, but but a couple other guys, and and they said, and and James Matten, who's not a small guy, who was you know a, a minor league baseball player from Gonzaga in class of 94, but he, James told me. These guys were jumping up and down, like four feet off the ground, almost just stomping on Carroll. Yeah. And the entire Damatha sidelines washed everybody out, getting up into the stands. The running crazy. of the stags. It was unbelievable. Was, there was, was more mentioned. people in the sidelines than in the stands. It's the most sideline passes that, there I've ever seen. There about that. Right in front of us, People too. commented just about right, that. Right amongst it's us. Hilarious. Was anyone in the stands? Like, did, they, did they keep anybody out of the It was like a peewee game. And like everyone's parents were just standing on the sidelines, I guess. I don't know. And, and Booker McFarland's kid. Um, Ant Mac. Um, so, Demathe takes the lead, 15 seconds to go, and uh, they're going to get a chance. You know, Gonzaga's going to get a play. The um, I, everyone, we, you you have to believe in your heart at that point in time. 15 seconds, it's kind of a done deal. Well, listen, I'm not trying to give credit to anybody. I'm just saying, yeah. if one of you two said this is unbelievable. 15 seconds seems like too much time. Seems like yeah. too much time. Does anyone feel like there's plenty of time left? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was because one second would have been, been more enough time if it still was one second on the clock. Yep. The After, out that he threw to set up the hail mary was it was one of the it was the most important. It was textbook. It was the absolute. And I told you they went to Dean Ingram in the overtime game at fourth yep. and nine, and on, on a similar route down and out on the right side against that a similar soft coverage, yep. and they needed that exact amount of yards, you know, give or take five, to get into. Super Howitzer arms, you know, range, and I, 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 that 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 play will, you know, be overlooked by some, but not by the guys on the sidelines that watched Dean Ingram. He was limping around out there. He yeah. was banged up. Yeah. He made that catch. He lied there for a while. We don't know for sure, but he, he didn't ca- he didn't come back in a few You're punts. Right. And uh, man, that's the guy you want in that situation. We needed they needed 13 yards. They needed 10 to 15. He got them 13. Dragged the toe. Yep. Just need one in in high school. Got out of bounds. And then you're thinking, oh wait a minute, we were at McNamara. And one of the first things we said, he threw that ball away. I said, did he throw that ball 70 yards? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to go back and look at I it. I had him lead. He, I had his back foot on the 40. Right? I have 41. But he, and threw he was it two yards shy of the end zone, yep. which in my case is 68 yards. Yes, but if, the, if no one caught that ball, that ball comes down outside of the end outside. zone. Yeah, that's, sure. why I, that's what I count. Yeah, he high-pointed it. 
you know, he high pointed across it. the end zone. I was at least going a couple more yards. But one last thought on the on the out. Um, yeah. all, all the time, we're all we cover the Redskins also, and everyone is a professional football critic, obviously, and we all were inundated with. Oh, didn't we hear? Yes, <laughs> but that throw is it's not it's not a normal high school quarterback throw. I just can't stress enough. All the things Caleb does is special, um, but the out. You know, outside the hash, at the sidelines, on a line to the receiver, gets the foot in. I just, I'm, I promise you, it's it's not a throw you're going to see thrown that well in high school. I don't know, maybe seven times out of ten. I mean, it, that's a professional throw. He, he throws a lot of professional throws, but we, like of all the things that you need, I think one of the things we said in the second half is, you know, Gonzaga was going to need to get vertical. But thankfully for them, they they have the guy for that. The throw that separates a college, a very a power five college potential pro quarterback from a high school kid who's a good football player that probably won't make it that far is the 22-yard out. Mm-hmm. If you can throw a 22, 23, 20 to 25-yard out on a rope, that, that's, that's what's really, that's truly what can separate. Yep. No one knows that better than me. I was going to be an outside backer, strong safety, right. but Division three level, they don't ask you to do that. Right. But if they did, I would have gone over to the defensive side of the ball and switched jerseys instantly (laughs) because that was not in my repertoire. But let me ask you guys this. Is it crazy to say a sophomore in high school can make every throw? And I'm not not talking about next year at the Power Five. I'm talking about that arm strength, and he's only going to get bigger and stronger. You're seeing it more and more. He has the ability. out there. And listen, I'm I'm more critical of quarterbacks than anybody. I I love to be critical of quarterbacks. I'm just not going to go against Nick Saban, you know, and, and, and... you know, the multitude of because other Because he can throw the touch ball, too. Five schools it's that, that rifle arm him. that we talk about, that rifle arm accompanied with that feathery touch. Yeah. I mean, he's they're got all the ability. over him. Everybody's yeah. all over him, that's, he, and that's why. Uh, he's here for two more years. Before they get him, we got him Yep, uh, two more years. And, the you know, we talked about Helms playing on Sunday for a long time. Um, everyone's going to – we can have – everyone's going to have the height debate and, and, and whatever – at he, one if, point, Helms put that game on his shoulders. Yes, especially on the defense. Uh, that touchdown he had in the first quarter was ridiculous, and it was a great, great pass squeeze between two defenders. Yep, uh, on, on that slant. But, but Helms on the on the, the Damathis side and and Will, Williams on the Gonzaga side flashed a, a pro level. You know what you could recognize as as tracking to the pro level um, because Caleb Williams' ability to throw the ball separates him from everybody. And if, if he, I don't, I don't know how much taller he's going to get, but I know that if, he, if you can throw the ball like that, you're mm-hmm. probably as tall as you need to be because you're, if you're making every throw, you're making every throw. And, and he makes every throw. I mean, you know, Baker Mayfield was just the number one pick. They're going to wind up being around the same size, I imagine, when the time comes. So with that live arm and the ability to get rid of it quickly and be able to make all those throws, it's, it's on him right. as a person and blah, blah, blah. He's but not listen, super tall. That's too much, that's he, too he, much he, pressure. I know. We're not here to I do know. that to the no. kid. No, no, no. But uh, I, I, we, well, look, look, no, he's not super tall. Right, he's not your six four, six five, six six guy, right? Those aren't the guys that go to Alabama and those those types of schools these days. But Ralph Regan told me the most accurate quarterback and accuracy to Ralph oh. Regan was the most important aspect or the John most Hill. important trait of a kid. Nah, it was Joe, Joe Hamilton. Hamilton. Joe Hamilton, who was under six feet, he yep. didn't care. At the end of the day, he didn't care if you could be as accurate as Joe Hamilton or somebody mm-hmm. like Drew Brees, who, in my opinion, yep. is the most accurate quarterback in the history of the game. It doesn't matter how tall you are. It doesn't matter about anything else. If you can put a ball where you need to on a dime, 22 yards down the field on a rope, you got a job. Also, this, um, at the historical stats would support. They also think he's the most accurate. He, he is the most accurate player. Breeze? In a, yeah. He's oh, no, one. he is yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, well There's stories that's, of people going, hey, uh, Drew, uh, can you hit that thing over there? And he would just hit it. He's, he has the highest uh, completion or accuracy in the, in the history of the game. Um, let's talk about some guys who let's, let's start transitioning over. Uh, so next week when we do the WCAC spectacular, we'll be talking basketball, um, getting ready for hopefully a game or two. We'll be able to tell you where we'll be at and how you can tune in and watch. Um, but the cool thing about, uh, our show, we've been talking, talking about, you know, mixed in throughout our game coverage and our shows is uh, multi-sport athletes in the WCAC. Um, we have some amazing ones that we've been covering, on the football field, they're going to transition over to the hardwood, uh, and then we'll fi- and then we'll wrap up with a uh, couple guys we're going to look forward to seeing. A couple guys we're going to look forward to yeah. seeing next year on the football field. We can kind of you know kind of order. You guys want to do want to do the guys we're looking forward to seeing most, 
next year come back? Yeah. Let's yeah, do that we'll, first. We'll end, up, we'll end up on the basketball deal. I, I, I'm going to start off real quick. Uh, I got an offensive and a defensive guy. And, uh, you know, I, I decided to go with my St. John's guys. I think uh, we, we, were, we were robbed uh, this year after the Miami Central St. John's game to not see the ability of M.J. Sherman. Uh, he was in the pictures this weekend at Ohio State. He is – he was top, top five before the injury of his class at any position, a top five five-star recruit in the nation in the junior class. This guy is an absolute leader who showed that by doing what he did for the rest of the season at St. John's. You guys, MJ Sherman's the name you're going to hear in this basement for the next year, and we're going to hear on TV on Saturdays, and another guy, I think, has, a, has that chance. He has that God-gifted ability, and uh, with that personality he has in his, in his work ethic, coming off of an ACL, uh, He'll be back ready to go next year. And this is someone that is going to make this conference shine. It's someone that the nation's going to take notice of. And uh, my other guy, offensively, uh, after the St. John's Gonzaga game, crazy ending as well. At that point, uh, Sol J. Maeva. Oh, I was going to say Sol J. Sorry, buddy, but you know that's my guy. I know. Sol J. Maeva and Caleb Williams had the exact same numbers. In fact, we were talking about numbers-wise that they have a different game. We were talking about it. Uh, Seven touchdown passes over 40 yards, five over 50, and three each over 60. I mean, it was absurd. And, and the teams that Sol J beat on this schedule that St. John's played this year up until that final game, you know, tends to be forgotten about outside of the St. John's community. Well, I'm here to say I cannot wait to watch the young man's senior year. Uh, he'll have a year under his belt in this conference, in this part of the country. Yep. And, you know, that battle, we have the best two quarterbacks in the area, and they're going to go up and do it again this year. And I cannot wait to see them play the nine games they do before that number 10 hits next year. Yeah. Don't even think about stealing my guy. Uh, I, I just took two, an offensive and a defense. I know. I got to go. I, I mean, I, I got to jut in there. Um, this Bishop McNamara Mustang loves watching number five uh, at St. John's. Rakim Jarrett coming back for his senior year. Man. So much fun to watch. Um, he's, he's a dominant player. He's, I had to leave you one of those guys. Yeah, I, and I appreciate that because you know I feel about Rakim. I know you do. You've loved him for two years, yeah. and, I, and I've agreed with you. Yep. Uh, he's been fun to watch, and he's only getting funner. Um, funner? Well, yeah, I think so. I think that's what I'm going with. That's, that's basement, basement ease. Um, so Mac, I'm looking forward to Mary English. Yeah, dare to tell that to his face. You're funner. <laughs> Sorry, Marco. Oh. Do you see him in his Ohio State Uni this Ridiculous. weekend? Wear number one. to be funner. Oh, my God, he looked like a young Chris Carter. But more chiseled. Isn't it weird how they just start look bigger in the college jersey, and then all of a sudden they get to the pros and they look bigger, but they haven't really changed size. The jersey just makes them look bigger. Like you put a Ohio State, you're like, "Whoa, did you just grow like four inches?" That's my other ten-year starter in the league. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, he's. Well, he's I'm not apologizing for anything. Yeah, don't apologize for any of it. Um, can I get Quinn Osborne another year of eligibility? Yeah, he got. Oh, he's got I, one. Can I? Can I? Can yeah. I do that yeah. uh, on the defensive side? And I, uh, as Kevin said. Um, we talked he about. He just stands out. He stands he, out. He, he just he stands, stands out. He, you know, he, coaches talk about the eye test. Yeah. He passes the eye test immediately. Yep. That was the first thing that stood out to me when I saw him on the field when we we, we did the Gonzaga. Macro I was just going to talk about that that game. That was our first time we were live yep. on the field uh, doing what we do. Um, and Kevin made the comment. Uh, uh, if you were to go back and watch it, it's on our YouTube channel. It's very raw, pretty terrible stuff from us, but great stuff from the kids. Um, As always. When Gonzaga <laughs> wore down uh, McNamara, which, is, you know, team like Gonzaga and DeMatha and St. John's, they wear you down. McNamara's depth isn't there yet. There was a, an inside run where, you know, I mean, Quinn Osborne had just been destroying it, you know, and he just, could, just couldn't get in the hole. Uh, I think Warfield, got, you know, squirted through for a touchdown, and Kevin said, you know, that was – probably the first play where you could see Osborne just couldn't get there. He yeah. had given everything. He was done. It was yeah. like a lab on its 9,700 9, tennis ball retrieval in the lake. He just doesn't quit. He didn't quit. Yep. His body. Yep. It was ISO, ISO, ISO against a monster all day long yep. against that O-line. He, he, I mean, obviously what we're saying is nothing against him. Yeah, no. He can barely get himself off the pile to line up, but he and did. they were on the field for it was a long just, time. It, oh, he was yeah. – that was the most impressive thing. See that that the that, look, selling it's the out of football. It doesn't matter whether out, you're a great football player or not. Out, yep. Eventually, if you're on the field for too long, especially as a defense player, and then guys like us that talk about it tough. get to say, "Hey, wherever the foxhole is, but I'm going to find Quinn Osborne, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm hopping he right fought. in." Number thirty-five. And, then, and if he'll have me, I go shoulder to shoulder with him. A couple days ago, I don't care what the sport Twitter. is. I don't care. Uh, I will jump in a foxhole with Quinn Osborne anytime, any day, yep. anyway. Yep. Uh, so. 
we're excited about so those are my two guys I'll be excited about coming back next year. T, you got anyone in your sights? Well, I got to go with my boys, my hometown boys. Uh, first and foremost, Marshawn Kensington guys, Marshawn yeah, Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> oh, Marshawn Lloyd. I, I, that's I unfair, that, by the way. That's, you're you're yeah, cheating. I mean, you know, he's already Stop five cheating. He needs to reclassify. He needs to reclassify. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy's just, you know, he's, he's, he's got talent. You know, again, for all of you guys that we're talking about, keep working. You got to keep working. It's yep. not, nothing's ever handed to you. Um, but the talent but he's got combo gifts. with hard work. He's got gifts. That's yeah, a good yeah, one, absolutely. right? Absolutely. You know, <laughs> and, and we were talking about the, st- you know, the start and stop, you know, the stop and go. Um, it's called the Lloyd now. The Lloyd, yeah, Lloyd. yeah. Although Bangura did he triple do it. stamp the double stamp. The, the yeah. Bangura did do it. I think he could probably claim part of that as well. Uh, and I, I just, look, I got to show a little uh, love to my boy Hezekiah Faison yep. Junior. Yeah. Uh, senior uh, played with me at the Matha. Uh, I think this young man's got a bright future. You know, he played a, a heck of a game. Um, and uh, look, the Matha's got a lot of guys coming back. Um, they sure but, do. But uh, I'm being biased here because it's my team. But there's so many other guys, so many other guys in this. Can I just say league. one thing real quick about Marshawn Lloyd? Sure. Yeah. I, I was uh, as as a former offensive coordinator in this league as a young man. I just was like, you, you got to run him every time. You got to run him. Remember me saying like, is he banged up tonight? Yeah. Where is he? Well, yeah, he had. There was a time where he was not coming in the game. Yes. And then and when I was said and done. He had 31 carries. Good Lord. Like, what the hell was really? I talking about? Well, no, no. 31 there, carries. There was a time where, where we, were, we, were, we were wanting more. Because at the fourth quarter, when they came out for that drive, I said, maybe this is what they were ready for. And that fourth quarter, he had about seven or eight carries. Uh, they only had about nine plays. Yep. And he was, the, he was the bell cow at that point. But that young man had 31 carries. And I'm over there I going, you got to give him the ball. You I would him never have right. guessed that. Because when you see that, plus you're getting CA ready to do the same thing, and you got that stable in the way you run the ball. And then also Greg Penn, don't want to forget, Hezekiah's battering yep. rate. That yep. sophomore made some, some plays that jumped out, and he is, I think he's like 6'3", 215 as a sophomore. Yep. I can't imagine what we're going to see out of him for the next two years. You got anybody, uh, Matty? I got two guys from good counsel that are coming back. Uh, Landon Tangwall, Bang. lineman, five star. Yeah. Can't, can't leave that name out of no, the conversation. No, you He moves can't. over. Keep Ask me saving about him too. Keep working. Right. He goes to the left side next year, right? No doubt. Absolutely. Uh, he'd be blocking for a guy named Savion Wilkerson. Boom. Another one coming back for the Falcons next yeah, year. So amazing. those two set the tone that's for the amazing. program for Coach Stefanelli. Shout out to uh, Will you are Johnson. Spot on there, buddy. Yep. The sophomore return, you know, coming back as a junior. Will Johnson at Riken. Um, he passed our eye test, I believe, uh, watching him on the field against O'Connell. And how can you watch that game and not have mad respect for uh, Jamal Banks? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coming back also. Mm-hmm. Player of the year. Yeah, he's he's a. He, by the way, talk about guys gutting it out and talk about getting worn down by a team with more depth, which is what happened between Riken and O'Connell. Um, watching Jamal Banks, you know, basically stay on the field the entire game. Uh, I saw him come off. For one play. Gentlemen, he did not play football for six to seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. Then came out yeah. and in two weeks played every snap. Except for one play. Except there for one play. There was only one play I remember him going off. Listen, Very that's a, that makes that. a different guy. And, <laughs> that takes a different and level not only of that, athlete. Not only that, he was rewarded with a touchdown at the end of the game. Uh, which I loved. Which he, he, he deserved, and, and we're also happy that he got. His touchdown and Will fought, McKay's touchdown. He it, was a, it was a 33 and a third percent ball we discussed. It was not a 50 50. for that six points right yeah, there. He did. Uh, nice, man. That's a stable of talent. And we haven't, that's just scratching the surface. That's yeah. Without even bringing up Will Stoney, who's only a sophomore, we can get to that. We he's can get to that guy. next year. Your boy. You going to send him a uh, Christmas card? He's going to Will. You're, he's on the list. Uh, not related to the Stoney people. What do you got? Gonzaga, Caleb Williams has got four of his five linemen coming back. Mm-hmm. Which is an understated, wow. huge deal. Yeah. Uh, Pettybone? Pettybone, Fashanu, Justice, Matten. Wow. That offense has also got Malcolm Terry and uh, uh, um, Aaron Turner coming back back. with Caleb. Yo, uh, defensive coordinators are going to be scheming and plotting, (laughs) trying to deal with that. Better step up our game. Uh, Hard to replace, though. Hard to replace Marshall and Sweeney. Hard. That's what they do down there. Without a doubt. And Ingram. Yeah. Without a doubt. And hard Very to replace hard. four senior captains on defense, and, and yeah. that doesn't count Joe Wete. And, uh, uh. and uh, yeah, well, I mean, seriously. And uh, who, who's, who am I missing? Hunter Stewart. I mean, he's going yeah. to UVA. Wete's going to Oklahoma. Then the, then the four captains on defense. That's six beasts. Yeah. Another guy who stands out uh, on I'd a football jersey. I'd say that's jersey. all a pretty good preview for the next, uh, yeah, let's, uh, yeah. next year. Let's um, 
let's wrap it up with uh, some guys who are switching, uh, putting the helmets down and picking up uh, the orange ball. And and let me they, just they usually it, call it the round the ball. round ball because they're both the round kind ball. of hitting it hitting the hardwood. Josh Wallace, let's just say the say the words. Uh, we watched him in the you championship stole game. Uh, no, well, he's <laughs> yeah, the guy. He's the throwout guy. He's the he's the guy. I mean, he's a. Uh, Darren McClinton says he's by far the best two-way player um, in the entire WCAC. Whoa. That's, that's Whoa. Darren McClinton's phrase. Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. I'm going to say this, and then TNO is also going to be able to comment on this. When football ends, and this is what we did forever, and this is what I love that these guys do now because it seems to be a dying breed of multi-sport athletes. Even though we've said on this show multiple times, 102 of 106 athletes in the Super Bowl last year played multiple Both sports in high school. Athletes. So let's not forget that. That's still present day. This is this whole new whatever. We'll get into that later, and we always do. These guys, uh, T, when we left football season and got out onto the basketball court, there's a total different set of muscle memory. And yep. My jump shot was so horrible. Playing defense, my feet. Basketball shape is totally different than football shape. I remember I used, Everything to, about I used to run it was awkward. as hard as I could on sprints, and, and at the end of football season. It didn't matter. I, I was always second. Uh, Cordell Stewart. Uh, I mean, sorry, Cordell Smith, who ended up being a potential Olympian athlete, uh, always beat me. But I always came in second because I was running as hard as I could because I was getting myself also in shape for basketball. Right. I knew what yeah. was coming up. I had to work my ass off knowing that, you know, yeah, there's a whole different No matter how hard you worked, it, no, no, no. it didn't matter. I had to do everything I could to at least get me close. So that's my point. Watching Josh Wallace, like even dribbling, like, I, you know, I worked on my ball handling every day of my life. But come on football season, it was, it was just a little off. You know what I mean? Like, the car was not fine-tuned. There was a little something missing. And watching Josh Wallace on Twitter, Matt Seal sends it to me. I look at it. I see it. This he's guy awesome. comes down the lane and, and thunder dunks on someone. You're yeah. telling me he's the best two-way guy. Is he not feeling what I'm talking about right now? Is he yep. just not feeling this D-back to point guard, two-guard, combo guard situation? He's been training for basketball all football is season. This like, right. is this, that's bizarre to me. Yep. You don't just come out a week after the craziest high school football game of all time and dunk on someone and then jog back down court like you've done it a million times. Because obviously he, he has. has. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, Jermaine Johnson plays basketball as well, right? I, I did not see him on the roster this year. I think uh, I think his elite play on the gridiron has Ooh. taken him to a different level. People I think, are the, I think the Maryland Terrapins People are would be super happy to get a guy like that, and I think all of us Sorry would be super happy to watch him play for the hometown team. Uh, uh, I'll no, go. Uh, you did Kenny, take mine, but that's fine. Kenny Womack, Namara. Kenny Womack, Keith Feeney. Keith Feeney, who was very selfish and uh, deprived Coach Malloy. Uh, but just kidding. Uh, Kenny Womack is rested. He's ready to play some ball for the Mustangs. Um, a lefty, which I like. He's a lefty, smooth lefty. From uh, he's, a, he's Pat Mitchell. He's the he's he's to me. He's Pat Mitchell. Uh, honestly, Pat Mitchell just did a backflip, and now he's just sprinting he, he down just Ferndale Street. Double, double I just got with Patrick. Pat is sprinting down Ferndale, wearing he's boxers right, and chucks. <laughs> he's on his gotta way. Gotta be kidding me, that, Kenny Woe, McNamara, and Pat Mitchell. Down Ferndale. I just the lefty, the the uh, savvy lefty point guard. Uh, obviously, Kenny is is built upon Patrick Mitchell's game from the heights. Uh, the Heights will be competing. I tell you what, I've seen full Patrick Mitchell in full full stride in the mornings on his jog. He looked yeah. pretty strong. He's still, got, he's still going Rocky right. style. I'm sure he's playing wearing, the wearing the outfit I just described. Oh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, who, who I believe yeah. is going to be in the running for a Tim Reddy like role covering the Heights uh, this basketball season and potentially going forward. Um, uh, uh, he's uh, passionate about his school. Uh, they are uh, full fledged WCAC style. They're going home it's and away. It's a great place. Soccer yep. champions. It's a great Soccer place. champions. So uh, we. Well, I gotta, I gotta hear seals. Well, no, no, we're not going anywhere. I know. I gotta hear seals because it's totally gonna change mine. <laughs> I'm gonna default to you. Well, I thought you were gonna go with the obvious. Ken just took everybody. In. What? Listen, who, like, seals? First of all, seal has done more research on this than all of us. Yeah. I have two guys written down. One made a catch that will never, ever, ever be forgotten. Yep. I, I saved him. John Marshall. John Marshall. Hold that up there, Maddie. We can't. We gotta be able to hear you, John Marshall. Here, yeah, Johnny Marshall. Who else you got? Well, we, just, we were talking about him earlier. Banks. Yeah, Ed O'Connell. Yeah, he looked up onto the hardwood for the Knights. And Coach O'Connell yeah. wooting over there. Yeah. Oh, he so. looks every every bit of a basketball player, sure too. Does. <laughs> even yes. in a football uniform. But you know what his best sport is, <laughs> or what he not his favorite sport, but the the sport please, he's best please at. Please do not say tennis. I wish it was tennis. Uh, <laughs> of course you do. It's Maybe lacrosse. It no way. Yes, he's a gifted lacrosse yeah. player. Um, most people would say that is his best sport. He's very Jim, Jim Brown. Brown. He, I, yeah. you, you and I, you same go. time. 
Jim uh, Thorpe as well. Let's not Jim forget Thorpe about as Jim well. Thorpe. Uh, Jamal Banks. Keep that, yeah. you know, people no for, people sleep on the Virginia schools. He's got the J and the B. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. Ireton, Paul the Six, and O'Connell, they have lots of good uh, programs. Jamal Banks, remember his name. He's a, a really, really fun athlete to cover, and he's coming back next year. But he's also, we get him, we get him basically, we get him year-round uh, in this basement, yes. which is the coolest thing yes, ever. Yes, it is. All right, John Marshall was all of ours. Uh, and you know what? Forever, uh, you know, years after he graduates from the Naval Academy, we will buy that man a drink. Yes, for, for, absolutely. For, for, for what, you know, uh, listen. A nice, Probably for uh, multiple reasons. Yes. And uh, I'm going to go with Mitchell Melton over at Good Council. I like it. Tim Reddy, I want to say thank you for all of your super fan coverage this year. Your football knowledge was tremendous. Your, uh, your ability to make everything entertaining was a, a great addition to the squad this year. Thank you, brother, for everything. This guy, Tim Reddy, called him out early in the season. Yep. Outside linebacker, strong safety type guy. Got the long, wiry physique, the, the long arms. You know, he can play. He can, he can cover the pass. He, he, can, he can play the run. Uh, he can also play some ball. Yep. on the hard court, and he's about to do that out there at Good Council. And uh, one last thing before we get out of here, uh, you're talking about the Heights and Pat Mitchell taking that same role that Tim Reddy took this year. Well, for look, the Heights, not for, for the Good Council. For the Heights. Yeah. Right, right, no, no, no. I, I want Tim, Tim Reddy, if you think no, you're no. Like off but the this, hook, you better be coming with some What I'm saying is about the Heights. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine for about 30 years, I played pickup ball with him at Fleming back in the day. He's been my guy. He's been a guy that's come in to see me. Instinct cred. He's been a guy that's come to see me as I've... Uh, uh, fashioned a few cocktails over the days behind the slab in Bethesda for over 20 years. Uh, when he was a younger man, I haven't seen him in decades. Sunshine Hemphill, the head basketball coach at the Heights. What a great person. Sunshine. What yeah. a great guy. Yep. Uh, what a great baller back in the day. And uh, you can tell his passion. And yep. uh, how about this? Sunshine is taking the Heights into their first year in the premier high school basketball conference in the nation. Yep. He opens up Friday, and I'm going to wish him well. Because, uh, you know, there's no nights off. But T-Stracken, where do you think the Heights is playing their first game as a full-schedule team? On the road in a little, in a little town called Hyattsville, right Nada. outside. So welcome to the WCAC, Sonny. Morgan Wooten and Kathy Wooten, Jim. <laughs> and you know what? Knowing what a competitor he is, he is taking that in stride. He's going to have his guys ready to give everything they got. And a 20-game schedule this year after playing a modified version last Ooh. year. They are a full member this year. And in night one, on opening night, can you imagine having oh. to go and play? Careful what you ask at for. At DeMatha. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you, Sonny didn't ask for this. But you know what? He's going to be ready. He's going to have the guys ready. I wish him a great season. What a great dude. And I'm telling you, sunshine, what a, just That's been awesome. a friend of mine since I can possibly remember having awesome. friends. And I'm so happy for him. They're in our backyard uh, like so many other schools are. And um, I, I would love to get over there. Uh, we can catch some of these other teams coming through. They're getting, you know, the Heights is going to be hosting some top programs, sure. which is the coolest part about it. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, again, Tim, ready. You're not off the hook. I hope you're ready to I need provide some basketball stuff. Yes, I, I need, need I need back. hardwood songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I need parodies. I need the, hey, the whole night. Yeah. He was a great player. He was a great basketball player. Good counsel. I guarded him underneath the basket. Oh, after we, my had our, we had our days in CYO. Yeah, I know. We, we all did at this, in the same division. Uh huh. All right, we'll get to that with Pat Mitchell too. Pat Mitchell was in that division uh-huh. as well. It's going to be a fun time uh, this winter. We move right from an amazing uh, group of amazing. teams. To an amazing group of teams. It's the same same group of teams, uh, except th- in ba- with different in basketball than football. Football's upper and lower, metro and capital. All eleven, baby. In basketball, it's all eleven, home and away. Twenty game schedule. Brutal. You're gonna get games for the Brutal. most part. Kevin laid it out for us. Tuesdays and Fridays are gonna be your main game nights. Uh, when we're doing a show here on Tuesday. We'll be giving, getting updates. Uh, so if you're watching our show, we promise to have the best of our ability to get you updates of games that are happening um, on, on Tuesdays, and then we'll be out there on the scene for most of them. So oh, so we got I'll we'll have a cor- correspondent live in-game updates. There you sure. go, brother. That, that's, that's exactly we'll what we're talking here, about, man. But that's awesome. We'll, and we'll call it you. We'll, we'll, we'll have you call in from from the court. <laughs> I can check in from courtside for sure. The sultry. Awesome. Tones. Peach Whitey. on the sidelines. Hey, and you know what he's going to be talking about real quick, just so we know, heading into this season? 13 guys that are four-star above guards in this conference. Yes. Just to give you guys a little bite of what you're going to be dealing with night in, night out, if you play guard in this league. 
It'll be running. Holy moly. It's the NBA. It's as high school good. athletics. Again, there's just nothing like it we at anywhere else. We don't refer to it as the best conference in the land for mm. nothing, do we? Mm-mm. It's the best high school Mm-mm. sports right. conference in the, in the land. Right to and the coolest part about the football it. game Whew. that made its way around the world is that everyone heard us say Literally that. the world. Literally, Literally the world. And yeah. people are... People are like, ah. Australia and New Zealand, what's up? Really? Better that than Texas? The other side better than California? Better than Ohio? Better than Florida? And I'm like, yes, prove me wrong. I don't think you can. Um, and, and by the way, we have a head start on everybody of proving ourselves right through football. Wait till you see when we're about to put on <laughs> film. Thank you very much. Us. This season, yes. Yeah. We try to tell you. We try, we to, try tell you. to tell you. We try to tell we were, you. We were whispering. We were you were like, prove it. Guess what? We're yeah. going to. Until next Tuesday night. Uh, I would like to say thank you so much for giving us some time. Talk about uh, the WCAC, uh, amazing local sports. We believe D.C. is a great sports town, and the WCAC is part of that. He's Matt Seal. It's been fun as always. Let's get ready to throw the ball up. All right. A little tip-off action. He's Tim Strachan. Congratulations, Gonzaga. Congratulations to all the other teams, especially seniors for the, uh, football, for the football side. St. Mary's Riken. Uh, and uh, looking forward to rolling this through uh, to, to the basketball season, fellas. He's Kevin Ricca. In this amazing sports town that we, that we know, that we cover, that we love, uh, our kids have shown up and shown out. I want to say thank you to them because all the thank yous we've been getting is directly because of the kids. We're only here for the kids. So it. it has nothing to do with yep. us. We're just happy to be on the sidelines watching. And thank you, young man, for doing what you've done, what you're about to do, and what you've always yep. done in the league. And, you know, it, Case in point, real quick. Yeah. It's the people who are, you know, calling in from California, you know, and Tennessee and Texas that are saying, this is so awesome. Thank you. You know, because they get to see what we see, and we just we're happy to be able to bring it to them. Mm-hmm. We're not going to stop. Uh, we're not resting on our laurels. We're not just happy to be here, uh, and we're not just um, content with showing you the resting best on, high school football game on, of all time. On their laurel, on their laurels. On their laurels. But, but we can. I mean, you know, at some point, show some initiation. <laughs> you know, we're going to stay next to them. That's why we chose to do this. Yes, we know what's up. Uh, we know what's up. We'll be um, continuing to uh, let you know what's up on a Tuesdayly basis. We'll be back next Tuesday night. From the basement, we're going to invent words. Very Ned Flanders-ish. I appreciate that. <laughs> On behalf of Tuesday Basement Lee. Podcast Studios all across this land, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was the hot... That's no. I almost said the hot box. Yeah. I meant to say the WCAC hey, it's, it's hot. Come back for the hot it's box hot. in an I'm hour with Kevin and Darren McClid where we talk about the same thing. After Red the Skins show starts in next five minutes. we got to make sure we don't give people the extra bonus coverage. It doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes I get in a mode, I, I, I say the wrong name at the end. I don't know how it doesn't happen more often, to be honest. We Jeremy are still Halliday, alive. Says says always at one point and then in you a basketball hit X game, and then you says hit N. Maryland football, or at a football game, On the game top says right-hand basketball. corner. Thank you. We'll figure this out. Bye. And see ya. I wish that, I wish that YouTube had a bing. Yeah, we need a bing. That, 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 I, I had such confidence. Yes. I had such confidence in that. It was like microwave popcorn. Bring it over to me, Maddie. Pop, 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 pop.